Hello and welcome to Sports Shorts Podcast. I am your host, Will Cardinal. Sports Shorts is brought to you by the Sports Management Program at North Dakota State University and supported by the Department of Health, Nutrition, and Exercise Science and the Offices of Teaching and Learning. This episode today uh, will feature how sports have helped people through tough times in their lives. Throughout our lives, uh, we all face tragedy, and there, there are different things that affect us, like losing loved ones or other major incidents in our lives that, that just make life harder than it needs to be. Um, for a little background about myself, I have been a part of sports uh, from the age of three, and I have been playing ever since. Um, so I have played, I've been a part of sports for 19 years now. Um, I have played every different sport that you could. Um, sports that I've played competitively though are soccer, baseball, football. I've done a bit of trap shooting as well. Uh, I've played basketball as well. So I, I have, I have seen all different sides of sports that, that a person could see. Um, with that being said, I have also been a part of teams that have seen loss and have seen hardship, um, and not just from stuff on and off the field and court, but as well as stuff off, off the field. So stuff that affects you mentally and emotionally. Um, and I know that sports can be helpful in, in living a normal life again, in finding that that closure and that happiness again. Um, so the first uh, topic we're going to talk about today is the Marshall football team. Um, so back in the 1970s, Marshall was out playing an away game. And uh, after the game, on their way back, they their plane that they were riding on ended up crashing and not making it back to West Virginia. Um, on board were 37 players, nine coaches, and 25 boosters. So with crew as well, it ended up being 75 people. Um, for obvious reasons, they canceled the rest of their season and, and started building for the next year. Um, during this off season, they had time to reflect on what they wanted to do for this next season. And instead of sitting out an extra season, they decided to play. So at this time, uh, freshmen were not allowed to play on varsity college teams yet, but with this tragedy that occurred, the NCAA made an exemption for them. They allowed the freshmen that were already on the team and that were being recruited to be able to play. So with the help of these recruits and a couple other players, there were a few from the basketball team that took a fifth year to come and play for the football team to give them extra numbers so that they could feel the team, uh, they, they were able to play this next season. Um, and in this next season, while it was not the greatest season, they went two and eight, they still had some very important moments that helped everyone heal and recover from this horrible tragedy. Uh, in their first home game, which was in front of their home crowd, the first time they had seen everyone since the, the tragic plane crash that took so many lives, um, they ended up playing and beating Xavier at their home field um, 
15 to 13, which was a huge win for them, not just because it was a rival team or anything like that, but because they showed that they were still strong and they could still persevere through this adversity of, of losing 37 of their teammates and their coaches and they were still around and they could still respect and honor those people who lost their lives that day. Um, the rest of the year, they ended up coming back home and they, they won against Bowling Green as well that year. And uh, since then, every year, the present team and fans come together for one day out of the year during the season and they remember those 75 people who ended up losing their lives that day. Um, and it's just, it's incredible to see a community like this rally around such a tragic incident and then be able to move past it and keep on living. Next, we have Dale Earhart Jr. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, Dale had a father, Dale Sr., who they were both race car drivers and they were both very good at what they did. Dale Sr. was one of the best who ever did it, and he will always be revered that way. Um, sadly, during one of the races, the, the Pepsi 400, Dale Sr. suffered a fatal crash on the, on the course and ended up dying there. Um, while Dale Jr. was racing at this time as well, he, he could have simply been done for the rest of the season. Losing a father figure in a sport that you have grown up with him playing the same thing and, and living the same life, seeing him be lost in a situation like that is more than anyone should have to endure because it's terrible. Happily, though, he came back and kept racing. And four months later, he showed up at the Pepsi 400 again and ended up winning that day for his father. And, and after the videos that they showed of him after the race, he was obviously emotional as one would be after doing something so incredible as winning that race after, after the important things that happened there. It's, it was incredible to see him have that sense of closure and accomplishment and, and being able to look up to the sky and say, I did it for you. It was incredible to see. The next example I'm going to bring up is uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas played for the Boston Celtics for a long time. And um, so back in 2017, he was scheduled to play in the first round in the first playoff game uh, against the Chicago Bulls. Sadly, the day before the game, he lost his sister to a car accident. And many people would have been more than accepting to say, you don't need to be here for this game, be with your family, take this time to console yourself and to just have some time away and, and remember your sister with your family and mourn all that you need to do because that is because no one would have blamed him for taking that time away and to take the time for himself to process what was going on and what he needed to figure out. Instead, he came back and played that game 
against the Bulls with his teammates, with his brothers who know him better than anyone else because they spend so many hours together. And they were overjoyed to have him there. And even players from the Chicago Bulls came over before the game and were sharing their condolences and were like telling them that he was, they were glad he was there and that they have his back and that like, if he needs anything, they're here for him. He then went on to put up 33 points that game, six rebounds and seven assists, having one of the greatest playoff games people have seen in a long time. Um, while they did, the Celtics did end up falling short that game. Overall, they ended up making it to the conference finals. But more importantly, to see someone going through so much pain and so much suffering, to be able to come and play with their teammates at such a high level and to do so well, to do it for his sister. And, and he had writing on his shoe as well, giving condolences to her as well and showing respect to her. And to see this is incredible to see from someone who was going through such a tough time personally. Um, just a quick little on this date years ago, uh, back in 1879, the Chicago Colts established an MLB record for most runs scored by a team in one game. They ended up beating the Louisville Colonels 36 to seven at the West side grounds in Chicago. Now back to what we were talking about. The next tragedy on our list that has a silver lining involved with it is the Boston bombing. One of the most notorious US tragedies around. Um, there were two bombs set off in, in a timed manner at the finish line of the Boston Marathon back in 2013. And it ended up killing and wounding many people. And it ended up being a horrible tragedy that shook America to its core. The Red Sox took this opportunity to use their platform for good and to help the people of Boston and the people of America heal from this horrible situation. During the first game back, the Red Sox honored the people who died and the men and women in the police force and fire department and paramedics who were there to help at the actual Boston bombing. Um, from then on, during that game, they didn't only win that game. They, they went on to win the ALCS in a dramatic comeback, and they went on to win the World Series. After they won, they took the trophy that they won from the World Series, brought it to the finish line of the Boston Marathon, and, and set it there, showing that this win wasn't just them. It wasn't just the team that did this. It was the whole city of Boston and that all of them got through this together and worked through this together. The Boston Bruins also saw this as an opportunity to help. The first game back after the Boston bombing, they had a memorial before the game as the players were out there waiting for the national anthem. They played a short video in memory of those who helped and those who 
lost their lives that day at the Boston bombing. As it finished, the uh, Boston Fire Department Honor Guard came out for the national anthem, as well as Renee Rancourt, who began singing the national anthem, but after the first 15 seconds, he put down the mic and led the whole sold-out crowd to sing the national anthem with him. Seeing this unification of all these people, whether they were Boston fans or not, seeing all of these people united as one, who are all going through this pain together, it was incredible to see. There were, it was surprising to see someone not have tears in their eyes after this. It, and it, it was one of the most powerful moments in sports, in my opinion. Um, after Renee finished leading them in the national anthem, um, the whole crowd burst out in USA chants. They were going right before the puck drop, and there were also chants of "Let's go Boston," and and to see people find a silver lining in this terrible tragedy was incredible to see, and to know that the sports teams and the sports communities as a whole were able to help lift up this country in in getting a fresh restart and getting back on the same page and trying to find this normalcy again was incredible to see. And it is, is a surely moving moment. Lastly, on my list of examples was the tragedy of 9-11. One of the most horrific and, and mind-boggling tragedies of U.S. history, without a doubt. Um, after the two towers got hit and went down, everything stopped. There was no, no one was playing sports, no one was going to work. The whole United States just froze, and, and it changed the world as a whole, because this was a new level of terrorism on a, on a scale that people had not seen before. Everything had changed with security and with monitoring of people. It, it was a horrible tragedy. The first professional game back after the, the Twin Towers fell was the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves. This was the first game played by anyone. Didn't matter the league. This was the first game back. It was exactly 10 days after the Boston bombing. So it was on, it was on September 21st. And similar to the Boston crowd, there were, there was chance of USA ringing throughout the stadium before the game. And at this time, the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets were rivals from day one, and they had been for a long time. And for these couple minutes before the first pitch was thrown, they weren't rivals, they were allies, because they had a common goal. And this goal was to help this wounded country get back to a place of healing and, and help them to grieve together in a place where everyone was feeling the same way. Everyone was hurting from this. 
this wasn't just a city thing. This wasn't just a state thing. This was a national tragedy and, and it affected everyone. And for those few minutes before the, before that first pitch, they were allies, as I said, and they were able to be friends and they went out and normally they're, they don't shake hands till after the game, but there were, they were shaking hands, giving out hugs. And there were also different memorials before the game as well, similar to the Boston teams. So as the game started and continued, the Mets would find themselves down by one run going into the bottom of the eighth. And Mike Piazza stepped up to bat, watched the first pitch go by, had to see the first strike. Second pitch, he hits a two-run home run where the crowd was heard around the world. This home run single-handedly helped not only New York, but all of America heal from this whole terrible situation. It, it wasn't only Mets fans cheering that day. It was, it was everyone. Everyone in America saw this as an opportunity to be strong and to move forward and to find that common enemy and not be rivals with ourselves anymore. With all of this being said, uh, sports have just an incredible way to help people heal and, and to grow. And it's in, it's crazy that whether it's five people on the court, 11 people on the field, nine people on the diamond, it, it doesn't matter what the sport is. All that matters is that everyone's finding that common goal. They're putting aside rivalries and they are helping each other get back to this place of of being happy again, of finding a way to heal and and mourn at the same time. And I think that's one of the incredible pieces about sports is that it is able to do that, even though it's just a simple game. With that being said, from all of us at Sports Shots, this is Will Cardinal, and I thank you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in for more sports stories from the NDSU Sports Management Program, and thank you for joining me.